Hey, hey, welcome back to the Giddy Up Podcast. We are at episode six, and I'm excited to talk to Ray Ramsey and Rory Gant today. They are master barbers at Southern Edge, and if you have a better half that is male and you live in Columbia or anywhere close by, you probably know about Ray and Rory. Um, Andrew lined this episode up for us, and I'm excited to hear their stories, and you know I'm all about spotlighting small businesses, and these guys are growing their barbershop and their brand, and we're going to talk all about it. So, uh, Ray and Rory, thank y'all for being here. I'm excited to know more about your business and just the both of you that I have no, like I know nothing about. So, welcome. Thank uh, you. Let's start with like, I guess, how long have y'all been in business? Mm. Well, Southern Edge has been in business since uh, February 1st of 2020. We've been working beside each other since January, no, June 17th of 2017. Okay. Yeah. It's about five years. Yeah. Five ish years. Um, and then what like what did y'all what did y'all do before that? We worked at Shorn Barbershop. Because that's what it was before it was Southern Edge mm-hmm. and then y'all took over and then turned did... it into Southern Edge. Turned it in what it is today. Okay. And what like what kind of things do y'all offer there? Like what do you specialize? Like what is the what makes you stand out versus great clips? Well we specialize in a good time, good conversation, uh and we try to be entertaining in our conversations too. And then we give good haircuts. That's a uh, plus. Great beard trims. Great beard trims, yeah. Yes, and straight razor shaves. Uh you know, Yeah. You know, right. specialty cuts, you know, ball fades, taper fades, you know, a few lines and designs here and there. But yeah. It's how does uh like I know nothing about like barber school or whatever, but is it like the same as like cosmetology school? Like no. So it's a totally di- like how long did it take to get your barber license? It was it was it's a fifteen hundred hour process. Okay. Fifteen hundred hour process, but we're we're able to use straight razors. So that's where the whole difference difference is. is. Yeah, straight razor shaves. You get to. But like, are y'all um, trained to cut hair? Like just like yeah. cut a girl's hair? Yeah. So you we can do are. that, but you can, but you just. Well, we are, but Master we we barber. do men's hair all the time, so. Right. A woman comes in, is wanting a long layered haircut or something. It's like, okay, I haven't done that or even read about it or or did it on a mannequin since I was in barber school. So, but y'all did yeah, do that there. Yeah, oh, and okay. we learn about all that. It's just this is what we do. We and like coloring hair. and stuff. Like, do y'all? You learn about. You have to do all that. So you had to do all that. Okay. You learn okay. everything in your practical. You have to do perms uh, in in everything. Oh, okay. Know, so See, that was like and yeah, and all yeah, manicure, all that. I mean, we're we're able. You just, that's not what y'all specialize in. I get it. It's not what we practice because, you know, barbershop guys come in, get haircuts, shave, and beard trim, and then they roll out. They don't come in, you know, they're not as free for. And how long is a typical service? Because, like, for me, it's like two hours. Average is about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. That's a haircut. That's what we time out for a haircut. Haircut and beard trim is 45 minutes, um, so on and so forth. And, we we do try to help people out and squeeze people in here or there that are hey I got a that's something men. to go to that's or, men. or yeah <laughs> not planning ahead yeah, last because men are last minute <laughs> right men wake up they look in the mirror and they're like oh, oh that's Andrew like, like he came in last week and I was like yeah. you look like shit yeah. like <laughs> you like your to, anniversary yeah or something. I'm like, like I need to get I need access to like schedule your appointments you because you don't. Oh, you have website. like an app? Oh, yes. you have a website. Okay, yeah, yeah I need to website, do that because I also would like him to get his nose waxed. Okay. And he will never ask. I would love to do so that. So just do that yes. to him, please. I want to. Um, 
I would Is love. Is it that bad? We can do it. Yes. Is it terrible? No, it's not bad. Those, man. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, take care of that. Do yeah. you wax like their ears too? Yeah. People do that a lot. Yeah. Sure Y'all are looking at me like, yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Especially we like old eyebrows, men. Old ears. Men. Old men. I mean, yeah. girls wax too, but like, it's a totally, it's a totally different yeah. thing. I didn't know how, and like how, are men pretty good about like, hey, I need to take care of this. Like, they wax are. my I nose. Because you're in more of a one-on-one setting. Cause, I mean, we're all in there together, but like, hey man, uh, so y'all do know it now for wax. I'm like, yeah, and like, you know, and the, we can be more personal yeah. when we're there together. It's just like, you know, you don't want to be in a group out at the bar and be like, hey man. You, you know, need to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Or you, you wax eyebrows, bro. You know, it's kind yeah. of, so you do eyebrows, you know. So y'all do the wax them or y'all just like. Yeah, we wax them. It's hard wax. Oh, okay. And then we'll after I take the hard wax, like the eyebrows, I'll come back and with the, because that's how they do y'all's too, right? Mm-hmm. They'll come back and hit the line real mm-hmm. good with the razor and stuff. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. no, not with the razor. They would pluck them with tweezers. Pluck them, yeah. Well, we pluck too. Yeah. But, you know. Mostly. I can see Mostly. men being like. Uh, yeah. And, and what, then too, some guys don't want their eye like. You need your eyebrows trimmed, but some guys. How do you tell them that? I just, I just ask. Like, the reason why I ask now is because if you just go ahead and do it, and you assume that you could get into trouble. Yeah. I just had a guy the other day. Like they were bushy, like stupid looking almost. Like it's like you for sure need this taken care of. You need these trimmed. He's like, nope, don't touch them. You know why? Because his girlfriend likes the bushy eyebrows. So. How old was this person? He's probably uh, thirty. Oh. Three, three, four. <laughs> yeah. So not old. <laughs> no, 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 no. My girlfriend no, likes my bushy saying. eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> likes to see them she blow in the wind. Weird, weird. Yeah, well, oh. it's a good way to uh, make sure no uh, other women are hitting on him too. Yeah, maybe that, maybe that's <laughs> what it is. Good tactic. Good You're tactic. Real stupid, man. I love you. Ugh. <laughs> no, I was like, you need to, you need to get that handled. And then, like, I, I would prefer that Andrew just shave his head. Yeah. Kind of like really, because he doesn't, he won't like style it or anything. So he gets it cut and then he wears a hat. Puts a hat on. Yeah. yeah. So Very I'm insulting. Like, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. because, you know, as a barber, someone comes Work in, right. you cut their hair and you style it and everything. Then they get up and put a hat on. Mm-hmm. I barely even comb his hair anymore, man. He don't even know what he gets. No, he wouldn't know. Uh-uh. And he's the type you could go do whatever you wanted to. And he wouldn't even, number one, he wouldn't say anything. And number two, he wouldn't even know. I leave subliminal messages in his hair and he you don't could. even know. You You know? should. You should. I would know before he does. I want to put my name in the back of it next time. <laughs> put my name. Ray was here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ray was here. I um, love Ray. Yeah. He wouldn't know. He wouldn't know because he's just there, he just going through the motions. Yeah, yeah, going through the motions. Mallory. He's. Uh, but. Mallory's. Mallory's. Property. Just put Mallory's. <laughs> yeah, Mallory's place. That's right. That's right. Oh, um, I guess like, where are y'all from? Are y'all from Columbia, Middle Tennessee? I'm, I'm originally from here. Oh, okay. Williamsport, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Close by. Yeah, about 15 miles west of Columbia. And then where are you from, Ray? Knoxville. Oh. East, East Tennessee, Tennessee, yes. Morgan Wallen's from Knoxville. That's my buddy. We grew up together. Did you really? No, we didn't. I was <laughs> like, did you really? <laughs> He's like, oh, just like you're so cool, like, yeah. Y'all probably I don't even listen like to that. Y'all even listen cool to that? Huh? Do you like Morgan Wallen? I do. I oh, think okay. he's a stud. Oh, okay. Andrew and I went and saw him in Mississippi. He went and saw him? Yeah, Andrew and I did. Like, went and saw him. I would probably no, fan like, girl out. He didn't invite us over or anything. Like, we went to a concert. Oh, they just went and seen the concert, we dude. the concert. They yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Sure. It was cool. South Haven, <laughs> Mississippi. It was cool. Yeah, we it went. It was cool. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, we did, like, all the, uh, and we went to, like, Memphis and did barbecue and 
Did all mm-hmm. the, yeah. Took it all in. Took it all took, in. Took it all in. I feel like you're making fun of us. No, I'm not. I would like to have been at that concert with you guys. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Just <laughs> pissed you guys didn't invite us. Yeah. Next time, y'all go to Mississippi for Do you know people paid like to like $600 to go that. see him in yes. Nashville? That's stupid. We it paid like a hundred and some dollars to go see him and, you know. Well, Nashville's bougie it's anymore. stupid. Yeah. I mean, it's just overrated. But, well, anyway. Yeah. Right. But Hardy was there. Do y'all know who Hardy is? Yeah. Okay. Wow, that would have been awesome. I can't tell if you're for real or not. No, I feel like I, I am for. Real. I like <laughs> Morgan both, Wallen. We both are. We both are. Yeah, serious. Yeah, I don't. I really don't feel like he's for real. I feel like no, he, maybe no. you'd be like, mm, yeah, they're they're cool. No, Morgan guys. Wallen, like, I might fanboy out a little bit. Like, I love you, dude. What's like, up? Like, you brought mullets. Yeah, back, you know, mm-hmm. and we. That's what we do. We're I just want to comb his hair. Mm. That would you be awesome. Get your hands on that hair. Yeah. 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 Oh wow, Morgan. Have y'all ever done anybody's like anybody famous? Shaq Mason. Yeah. Um, anybody? I was ever? like, who's well, that? Uh, Shane like, Prophet. You know who Shane Prophet is? Yeah, he's, he's up and coming. Yeah, he's up and coming. Shane's a stud. We love Shane, man. Yeah. He is, and just he, the dude is just generous, mm-hmm. nice, so, humble. He's very young too, isn't he? How he old is, is he? Like, is he still he's in his twenties? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking he's young and talented, young. man. That dude is, is awesome. Yes, because he's like on tour with what's his name. He okay. still keeps it real, though. Yeah, yes. yeah. And he's from here. Hunting turkeys and all that, and fishing. Fishing, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. And then he's in so-and-so yeah, having and, a concert. Yeah. Just as humble as he can be, you know. Our other barber there, Ashley, he uh, he really likes Shane, but he also despises his fishing skills because Ashley sucks at fishing. <laughs> so he's jealous. <laughs> he's jealous. Yeah, he's like... He goes fishing all day. Catches, catches nothing. nothing. Then he sees Shane like, man, Shane's just got all these fish and like, yeah. Stop looking at Trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Trying too hard. Stop watching his life, man. Don't compare yourself. Yeah. Don't I don't know how to hard. take him. Like, I don't think I can like understand how to take him yet. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't figured you out. Maybe by the end of this, I will. You will. Um, yeah. But so he's not too serious. Just take him not too. Serious. I know, but he says like he's just very dry and he says things in a way that I can't read. Oh. It's difficult. You're a smart guy. And I'm pretty... That's I'm, what it is. It's I'm good with people. Until a, um, <laughs> what did you do? Or what? Well, what brought you to Middle Tennessee then? Prison. Oh. I got out of prison and uh, the situation I was in then uh, kind of got out and transitioned here and uh, went to a few different barbershops, worked in a couple different ones and found uh, Shorn. I went over there well, it was kind of unique because I walked in and said, hey, man, uh, checking out about a chair rental or something. I talked to Rory first, and he was like, oh, and went in there and told Lance, the guy that did it on that shop, hey, man, he's here to talk to you about a chair or something. He just kind of looked at me and then just went and looked back down like didn't pay me no mind. And I walked out of that shop so pissed off. like, So I left, and then I just so happened to call back the next morning, and he, uh, hey, man. Was that you? Was there yesterday? Please come back down and talk. So I went down and talked to him. And I did like the setup he had. It was professional. You know, kudos for him, the way he had everything running and stuff. I liked it. Uh, I like that, you know, um, there's there's a beginning and the end to your services and how everything was set up. So I jumped on board there. But, you know, ultimately. When that was in 17. When? Yeah, that was 2017. and But I was in prison all over the state and. This is where I got out to. And oh, so like you were like transferred and you were down here for a while. Well, I was down this direction um, and uh, I just got out. There was, you know, the situation I was in, I got out. I was 
speaking to someone from this area. Oh, okay. So that's what kept me here. Oh, okay. Uh, we're not together. I'm now with my wife that I love very much, Olivia Ramsey. Oh. And it's my, you know, my heart. It has my heart and everything like that. And that, that's what keeps me here. And Is grounded. she from here? Um, she's a Texas girl. So what brought her here? Um, her dad and mom. They moved here a uh, long time ago. She's been here 16 oh, okay. years or more. Yeah. I'm always uh, interested to see, like, because I'm like from yeah. Middle Tennessee, so I. Not far, like 45 minutes from here, so I haven't really we, moved. We, yeah. College Grove. Oh. No, that's like bougie now, but it wasn't then. Okay. Yeah, like my parents still live there, but that's back when it was affordable. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not. Um, but I'm always just curious to see how people made their way to Columbia. But um, if you want to ask anything about why I was in you can, there, yeah, that's... like if you want to elaborate, I don't want I, I know. I, don't, I want you to Are feel you open? Com- You're I, open. I don't bother me at all. Okay. Man. I got many. I tell so stories how, every day about. How old were you when you. Well, I'll tell you how old I was when I first fucked up. Okay. Tell us. I was like 15 years old. Started getting underage consumptions, things like that, doing stupid stuff in and out of uh, juveniles. So my mom told the judge, I can't handle him. He said, okay, you're going to DYD custody. And when I was 17, I took off and ran from some halfway houses they put me in. 18, got arrested for a DUI. And then from then on, from 18 to 32, I racked up 11 DUIs. I did over seven years in county jails from uh, 18 to 32, just like 60 days, nine months, a mm-hmm. year, five months, four months here or there. So, you know, I hadn't lost many, many things and many, many different times. And then when I was 32, I uh, was drinking and taking nerve pills and playing with a little BB gun. And my buddy's like, you know, people are getting away with those Walgreen robberies. And I was like, you're right. How old are you let's now? Let's do it. I'm 44. Okay. So I was 32, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, let's do it. We can yeah. get away with it, too. So I went and stole my dad's truck and went and put a dollar twenty-five in change in gas and bought a 40. And, uh, gangster. Yeah, gangster, like, for real. And I was standing there, and the dude walked up. Is this up. in Knoxville? Yeah, it's in Knoxville, oh, yeah. Okay. And the guy, there's a guy that walks up, walked up to me there. Like, hey, this dude would run and buy crack for people. You know, he's like a rock rudder. That's what we called him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, man, what you about to get into, homie? I was like, man, I'm about to go rob Walgreens. He's like, shit, I'm down. So I was like, get in a truck. So I'm sitting there putting a dollar fifty in change and gas, drinking like, a forty. Were you drunk? You were like, I was drunk and on, and on pills. pills. Yeah. So you like weren't? Hey, I was just dumb. Yeah. Ignorant. No, but it was the greatest. It was the best dumbest thing I did because it, ultimately that's what led me here. Mm-hmm. It's just a funny story, I think, because how dumb I looked and how stupid I was. You know, like putting. Yeah, I never would have met you if you went yeah. down that. Side. Lucky. He wouldn't have his us. wife. Wouldn't have his kid. Yeah. Wouldn't I wouldn't have, have my baby girl. Yeah. I wouldn't have the barbershop. None of that. I wouldn't have my beautiful wife, right. my beautiful baby. Uh, uh, the black Nubian prince to my left. Um, wouldn't have me at all. Like, none of that. Like, you experience that. But yeah. For but yourself. I went and robbed Walgreens that night and got busted like 10 minutes later. But I mean, you like, you I wish I had a picture. Can you walk us through that? Huh? Can you walk us through that? Or do you remember? Yeah, no, I do remember. Like, okay, I was. Was it you and the rock runner guy? Yeah. Okay. I so don't even remember his name. Okay, we, we were pumping gas. You don't we, tell his name. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. My brother knew his name. I don't even know Was his your name. brother there too? No, no. I called him from prison. He's like, what were you doing with so-and-so? And I was like, didn't know that was his name. Okay. I, but he at wanted this time, to go. you were 32, but you weren't like. In a relationship, you were just on your own, no, and you were just kind of like on. The like street. I pretty much been homeless, and bounced around places from the time I was seventeen till thirty two when I went, you know, okay. in and out of jails, nothing. I would lose, you know, everything over and over, and never have a place to live, work, 
And then where were your parents? They just kind of like... My mom got killed when I was 22 uh, in a car wreck. I was in jail then, believe it or not. And they let me out for six days to go to a funeral. Uh, My dad's a great guy, awesome guy, but he's always just been a working man, $10, $12 an hour. And that's where I would crash most of the times in a building out behind his house. You know, Mm -hmm. he would make sure I wasn't, you know, completely homeless in a ditch. You know, Mm -hmm. I was homeless, but I just used his bed. Um, But Were you like working and stuff? Or you were just I would, I would here and there, and then I, I finally got ran off a job site for a labor place. It was a day labor, so I'd go make 40, 50 bucks a day, get off, go buy a morphine pill, shoot it up, and, and a pack of cigarettes and a beer, and I'm good. Then I'd go back the next day, but I passed out in one of the uh, the closets when I was doing some caulk around the trim, and the, the uh, superintendent came there and ran me off the job site, <laughs> you know, because yeah, I, I messed up. Yeah, yeah it's like... Get out of here, junkie. And I was like, okay. I'll go get So then I up. couldn't do the day labor stuff no more. So then I'm just completely like, all right, because I didn't even have an ID. My dad took me to get an ID once, and I didn't have, and he gave me 20 bucks and didn't go in with me to get my ID. So I was like, okay, I'll be right back. So I went in and acted like I got an ID, walked back out, sat in the car, and I was like, all right, let's go. He says, you get it? And I'm like, yeah. So pills were like $40 a piece. So I had half of my 40 there with that 20 bucks. So I just pocketed it. Didn't get my ID, you know, left. Uh, but there's, I mean, I got so much stuff. I mean, he hears it every and day. And what happened? Like, what was, like, the turning point? Prison. Like, like going and robbing well, the long, Walgreens. Oh, the Walgreens thing. Yeah, that's you why. You stayed in prison for how long? Six years, seven months. Oh, so you had no choice. Like, you had no choice to, like, go and use that's, or drink no, or I anything. did, yeah. There's plenty of dope. There's alcohol and everything in there. In there? I just didn't want to. A year after I was there, I stopped doing everything uh, and started. I went to barber school in there. Oh. Mm-hmm. I never cut hair before. So I they offered cut hair that. They, 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 that's why I said, if it wasn't for this ignorant-ass mistake that I made, well, I say mistake, but I, I, I did it on purpose, you know. Yeah. Cognitively, I might have been inebriated in my brain, but I did it, you know. Yeah. It's stupid. And you're it's, 32. I mean, you were I, a... Well, you yeah. know, I'm just, I was a dumbass, mm-hmm. you know, d- drug addict that was making stupid-ass decisions. How do you combat, like, making those decisions now? Well, I just, uh, there's more things I want out of life. Motivation. Yeah. I, I want to have things. I want to enjoy life. We only get one time. Right. You know what I mean? Um and it's over with. You, you're the the lid on the casket casket is going to close, and you're going to be put in ground or burnt or whatever. And life is done for you. So if you want anything out of it, get your ass busy right now and have something, or stay a fuck up and have nothing. But do you have to like choose that every day, or is it like a? I don't have to. It's not really like I see everybody drink and stuff every day. So I I want more. But you don't drink anymore. No. No. Like, we went to Jack Daniels yesterday. I mean, I put some on my tongue just to taste the fire of it. Like, you know, is there temptation? Sometimes like, man, hmm. But then it's like, you know what? Why risk it? But do you do, like, meetings or anything? Mm -mm. No. I I don't. It works for a lot of people. Yeah. Because you got people that can relate to you there. That's the big thing. People, like, if you had cancer, you would go to meetings with Mm. people that have cancer. You can relate to your troubles and the things that you're having hard times with, and people can kind of help guide you through things. That's what AA and NA is. Mm-hmm. They will help you know people there that can relate to you and help guide you through, and you got people that will sponsor you and like hold your feet to the fire on certain things and help really help guide you through situations and things. It's all great. It's, but it's you all found real. that you you just have enough. I don't. I don't know if I call to, it willpower or whatever. Yeah. I just said you know, 
I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a very, very, uh, like if I, if I focus on something, it's like, that's all I see. Mm-hmm. And I've just been focused on trying to figure out how not to go back to jail and how to have some things, how to pay for my groceries, yeah. my, my house, my car, uh, vacations. I've never done any of that before. I've never been responsible a day of my life until after 2017. So it's when did you get married? In twenty, it was twenty eighteen. What December first of twenty eighteen? Yeah. Yeah, I I know you about a year. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. 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 It was December first, twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah. Cause we met. Me yeah. and her started dating in July. We got married in December. Oh. When you <laughs> well, know, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's you know. And then our baby was here that twenty nineteen August thirty uh, first twenty nineteen. Then we bought a house and. Uh, yeah, we're just, it's just like, yeah. But anyway, do you want me to finish the Walgreens story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just have so many questions. Oh, well you, hey, it's awesome. Okay. So you go on with the Walgreens. So I'm sitting there pumping gas. I I gave the store clerk, uh, um, a dollar 50 bought me a a 40. I'm pumping gas. Dude walks up. What are you about to do? I said, man, I'm about to go rob Walgreens. He's I'm down. I said, get your ass in the truck. Let's go. I had a pistol, but it was an empty pellet gun. Yeah. But it looked real. So he jumps in. I finished pumping. My, it didn't take long to pump the gas. So I jump in. We're going. We're you know, like, yeah, man, you know, we'll do this. And mind you, what I had on was a, a faded pair of black pants, a real faded shirt, because I got all this from my buddy that was supposed to go with me, but he chickened out, and a pair of boots that were like, what do you call those? They're like cowboy boots, but they're dress boots, but they're half put on. You zip them up. You know what I'm talking about? They're like dress boots. But, like but they but they look like kind of like cowboy boots, but they were they came up above the ankle and you zipped them up. But the tongue, I mean not the tongues, but the soles were falling off of each front of the front of each one of them, and that comes into play later. And then I had a pantyhose on top of my head, and then I had a camouflage hat on top of that with earmuffs out. You really thought this? Though? I was gangster, like so I was works. like, this is, going is it what time of day is it? Gonna, it's like nighttime. Yeah, it's like a one o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. I'm going to get was away. Walgreens with like 24 hours. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Knox was off Clinton Highway, uh, Clinton Highway and Merchant Road. The no, they they didn't had no. I had black on. Like you wear black into a lit lit up store to get away with stuff. Right, this makes sense. True. Yeah, yeah. And so we walked in there, yeah. and you know this dude just walks in with me. He just walking beside me like. What did he have on the? I don't even remember. Did he have his penny on? His cost, he didn't have on a robbery. He didn't have his costume on because he was at the gas pump. He was just he was just chilling outside. Yeah, he was just with the crazy white guy. And you didn't even bring his. You didn't even bring <laughs> him his. Yeah, these are how it works. We're doing this together. Yeah, but I carried the gun in and everything. We walked up to the counter. I said, "Give me all your oxycodone, and if you do anything, I'll blow your damn head off like that right there." And I sold it, you know. So you I, went like into said, the pharmacy area? Yes, I walked. We oh, okay. walked in. La 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 la. One o'clock in the morning. Pharmacist sit there. He turns around. He's like, "Hey, can I help you?" I'm like, you know, and I just yeah. bam, put the gun yeah. in his face. Mind Did you, you already have the pantyhose on? No, I didn't ever put them on. I forgot. <laughs> Did you have the hat on? Did you I had the hat on. Like, they could see your face. The they could see your face. I got the camo hat on with the earmuffs out. Yeah. Earmuffs? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, was, I was on nerve pills and drinking. Huh? It was cold outside. No, not really. I don't think. It was October. It was yeah. yeah. I mean, it was on his way. You can't go in robbing places without your ears covered. I wonder where Morgan Wallen was that night. Oh, man. I wasn't even born. That was 2010. When that was, he was in high school. Yeah, he was. He was up and coming. Like, had I known him, my life might have been different. But 
<laughs> but but anyway, I sold it. I sold it to him. He was he was ready, you know. He because I scared. I, I still so, think about it to this day because I remember the look on his face. He thought he might be about to die. And had he said no to me, I'd be like, all right, you know, because yeah. it, it was an empty gun, gun his yeah. empty BB gun. And so, but he grabbed them very quick, like I'm gonna say. Not even a half of a second. And he had an Oxycontin up there, so I grab them all. He grabs some. We run out. But in the midst of running out, I'll probably fall two times in the parking lot. and like, Because you're all... Well, high. the boots. Remember the boots? Oh, the boots they had the, the soles, soles hanging yeah. off of them. So That's I'm right. like... And, I'm, you and know, where's your friend? He's running beside me. We jump in the truck, and I park like a block away. So I'm out of breath. Like, getting in the truck. And it's my dad's truck. He's a piece of shit. And then we, we hit merchants, get on the interstate... And we go down a couple exits and get off at High School Avenue, which, you know, I run right to the hood to get off to get away from the police. And there's like, I don't know, 15, 20 cops behind me and stuff. Oh, so it's like already... Oh, yeah. Like, I got away with nothing. Like, there were people in the store with phones, like, calling the police on me as I did. I think they were, you know. And I slowed down around the corner. I was like, get out, motherfucker. And he jumped out and ran. And then I went around another corner. And there was cops here, cops there. So I just stopped. And I get out, my hands up. And I'm like... But before I did, I took a handful of pills. Mm. And I get out, my hands up, and uh, they're like, you're on the ground, blah, blah. I'm like, I need water, you know, because I had a bunch you of pills. You just them. My... You didn't even have a drink. Yeah, so I took like five or six. So they, they put me in the car, take me up there, start questioning me and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, whatever. I was like, he jumped in the car, put the gun on me, and made me go rob Walgreens, you know. And I barely remember this. And he's like, oh, yeah, really, really? He said, oh, so why'd you still have pantyhose on your head when you got out of the truck? Cause it looked like a big rolled up condom on top of my head, and I was like, "That's when I was like, I need a lawyer." And as soon as I said that, they shut it down. I, I woke I'm up in the hospital. I'm surprised you even knew to say that. Well, I did. I was just so you woke up in the hospital. Yeah, cause I OD'd. Yeah, I took a handful of pills. Woke up in the hospital, my hands handcuffed to the bed. And, I mean, I got many stories. I OD'd in a in a jail once. Me and a guy there, we were trustees. I broke broke in a locker, and I OD'd on methadone and died. Had to get CPR. How did they get stuff like that in there? Well, it was an evidence locker. Oh. Yeah, we broke in an evidence locker. It was we we were we created a it's a small county jail, and we created a diversion lock. And he stole the keys, went out there and got it, and we got the all the evidence and uh, took it. And I took too many and (laughs) went to the hospital, but. The night of the robbery, it got me. I woke up, then, you know. Well, did the I, other guy get arrested, too? No, he got Because he ran off, and yeah. you didn't tell who. Well, you didn't, didn't even know, know who he was. I didn't even know who he was. Like, if I wanted to tell on him to, like, get some help, then, but, yeah. but they didn't, wasn't concerned. He didn't have the gun. He didn't say anything. He didn't really do anything. He, he was wasn't there. driving. He was just, like, along for the ride, like, you know. Innocent. Yeah. As far as they were concerned. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were going to get him to testify against me if I tried exactly. to, you know, but. They ended up giving me eight years. They were trying to give me like 12 years and stuff. And I was like, no, dude, you get this settled right now. I won't matter because Knox County Jail sucks. Like you're in the hole for like 23 hours out of the day. And then sometimes it might be three or four days where you ever get out for anything. And they sit there and feed you in the cell. But what, um, it's just like, miserable. did you have family or anything then? At the, yeah, was your dad yeah, still? Yeah, my, all my family's from Knoxville. But like, so people were still like trying to like. No, I mean, by that time, you Had know, 32, like, it's like, okay, raising jail again? Okay, whatever. My dad, when I was first started getting in trouble, like, 18, 19, he bailed me out, like, a couple times, and it's like, you know, because it's like $300 every time, and he's a working man making $10, 50 11 12 Using that an money hour. to get you out of jail to go back yeah, again. Yeah, I didn't have that, and, you know. Uh, and you yeah. have siblings? I have one brother, yeah. His name's Michael. He's a, he's a junior after my dad. And, yeah, and same path as me. I oh, shot really? dope. Yeah, I shot dope with him for the first time. 
He was doing it, and I was like, here, I want to do is it. Is he too. older than you? Yeah, two years, yeah. And so where is he, like, did he straighten out? or? No. Well, I mean, I think they're doing, like, uh, some boxing treatment or something, mm-hmm. him and his girlfriend, and they got a new baby boy. Um, You know, I don't know. I can't vouch for him on anything. I love but him. But he's, he's still in Knoxville. Brother. Yeah. he's Well, he's a little north of Knoxville in Lake City, but it's now known as Rocky Top. If you ever saw, well, I think the Duggars or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's where they're located yeah. up there? Yeah. You watch that show? I mean, I've, like, I listen to things on their whole, they have a whole, like, there was a whole, like, case on yeah. him yeah. and his yeah. sister. I, yeah. Weird shit. Some of that Rocky <laughs> Mountain Knoxville. stuff. <laughs> um, I'll have to check it out. Have <laughs> I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look like yeah. you're into reality TV. Man, it's, it's, I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, because so Yellowstone reality, is a reality show, right? Just, yeah, <laughs> I, and I don't get into that. Like, I literally only watch reality TV. Probably Andrew really? just calls it trash. Yeah, it's just trash. Like, I'm sitting here watching, like, listening to him talk. Do you watch 90 Day Fiance? I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, me and my wife watched that. I mean, that's probably what we watched Love After Lockup. Oh, because <laughs> it's it's so terrible. Because you got these schmoes coming out of prison, and you're like, because most people in I'm gonna say this: everybody I met in prison deserved to be there, including myself. There's dope in there. You got your your uh, people that work there bring most of the dope and the cell phones in. Everybody smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, doing some boxing, doing morphine, cooking liquor. People are high in there. There's guys loving on other guys in there. You know, it's it's like- what? Yes. <laughs> I feel like we could have an old, whole sorry. episode on what happens in jail. Yeah, well, Because I, like, don't know, and I, like, want to know. But that's where I got my barber's license, though. Oh. That's, yeah. Like, yeah. so good things happen, so, so but had, lots of bad things happen. Had I not followed yeah. that path of complete uh, lunacy and screw-up from you 18 to 32, I would have never became a master barber, and Roy would have never met me. I mean... Good guy. I would have never met you. You wouldn't I, have. I you would have, you, you you would have only met Lance and you'd still be working at Shorn. Because that part was going to come true no matter what. Do you, have a, do you have a crazy background story? Yeah, I do. Do you? It's crazy. Tell us. Like, and let me tell you now. I don't have a, I have, my story is this, all right? I, I grew up on a farm. Okay? In, In Williamsport. Yeah. So we had all the animals and everything. That's all I ever did was farm all the time. And uh, so it, it got close to me, like time for me to graduate high school. And I had I had my mind on a couple of things I wanted to do, like soil sampling and uh, you know all agriculture uh, things yeah. with that. Like my dad approached me; he was a real stern, firm human being. Okay, he said, uh, "You're not making no the, the, the like good grades in school. Okay, like you're not all A's. That's oh, like that's what you needed <laughs> to do." He said, so this is what you're going to do. You're either going to farm or you're going to go to barber school. All right, so... Was he a barber? He, well, yeah. He, he, oh, he okay. wasn't a... No. He cut hair, like his hair sometimes. He was bald-headed, though. He had, like, you know what I mean? Like, come on. He yeah. knew what he, his, yeah, his, was going to make his son successful. He knew his son is yeah. what he did. Yeah. He, 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 like, gave me this path of what I was going to do, and he gave me options. Mm-hmm. Either you're going to farm which I said no to that because I, I worked for him, mm-hmm. which was not a good deal, right? Because he's not, like, paying you a thousand dollars a week. That, that's not what's happening. Right? You know, he's like, you got lights, you got water, you got food, you got pay. Mm-hmm. So I said no to farming with him mm-hmm. and went to borrow school. And he was so, like, stern about it that when I graduated the next week, right, I didn't get a summer break. 
I graduated on a Friday. That next, I had Saturday, Sunday. He had me enrolled on Monday to go to Baltimore. <laughs> He's like, like, I gave you a choice, and going. this is what you chose. Well, he had older parents, too. His dad knew where he was going he was, to prosper at. He was wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he was wise. And he, and, and, and he was all about, like, he worked in a plant. He worked in a plant, and he farmed, too. So He's like, I've done that, and I don't want that for you. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was just naive. So, so he put me in a place to, to have success and to, and to make money and, to, you know, take care of. So, and, I, and I'm only child, too, so oh, okay. he, he couldn't chance yeah. screwing that up. Yeah. He only had one, one chance, and that was me. So, and uh, I, went, I, went to, I went to barber school, and it was a 10-month ten ten month, uh, class, whatever, 1,500 hours. I had, I had an awesome instructor. I drove back and forth to Nashville every day, every day with me and this other guy who went at the same time. When he started, which was not as soon as me, but after his summer break, he lived in Columbia too. So we drove, we like drove back mm-hmm. and forth together every day. We got tight and, and all that good stuff. But uh, that's that's pretty much how I got into barber. Never cut it, like never expressed. That you wanted to do. And I never told him, I never said anything like that. I, and, I, and I had never cut hair before. So when I got to barber school, the first head I ever cut was the first head that I ever mm-hmm. really cut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was like, Every, everybody was like, "Dude, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fade. You got, you you, you you gotta fade at some point." And I was just, you know, nervous, scared to, to even try it. Mm-hmm. But but I watched and then I tried it and I, I said, "Well, dang, you know, like, you know, what I mean, I, I can, I can, I can do a fade. I can finally do a fade." Well, everybody here is different. Like, do you think? So, like, is this is I see to me, I would feel like cutting hair and all of that is like a creative, artistic. Art type of, of like yeah, yeah. because like I would never eye. be you develop able, an yeah. eye for certain well, things. I like to draw too. Oh, okay, because like I would never be able to do anything like that. But that may be a little bit of the reason why you know I, I could I could because I could make straight lines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's but you're right. Everybody's head is shaped different. Everybody's mm-hmm. hair is, is coursed is different. differently. Thus, you know, learning barber school, learning people's head, learning the the way that the hair turns, moves, crowns, and all that good stuff. But. My, my barber instructor, like, if I could say anything about anybody as far as hair goes, it would be my dad and my barber instructor. This is what I think the problem is now with barbering today is the instructors are not like he was. Like, he he wasn't just about teaching you how to, to cut hair and cut hair well, but he, he also taught you how to run a business and how to, like, from the bottom, like, sweeping the floor mm-hmm. and getting your, getting your stuff together, taking care of your station, that type of thing, you know what I mean? And... He he would he knew people and I guess he was a barber too so he would he would say things like okay so if some guy walks into the barbershop and he he says well look look I'll, I'll be back in thirty minutes I'm gonna get a haircut my barber instructor prepared us for that he said that guy might not ever come back mm-hmm. right so don't depend on that guy come back in 30, 30 minutes the the hair and the money that's in front of you is what. That's what you need to focus yeah. on. Yeah. One in so the that actually happened, the and then I knew how to deal with it. You see what I'm saying? And there's a lot of other lessons he taught us too. But now it's like, you feel like the barber schools now are just more like getting Get them in and out, in and out, yeah, turn man. them over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And how to be the people person that you got to be. Like you are a therapist. You understand? Like these people need to talk to you. They, they tell you, right. right? You're their therapist. They come in, they sit in your chair for 30 minutes. You, you know, 
That's much cheaper like than therapy, a, too. This, man, I'm telling you, you are a therapist. I think that's probably that. what your dad probably saw. He probably saw how you were with people. People, person. And because, the, the, uh, you know, Rory's got a really good personality. He's got the, the he's charismatic, you know, when yeah. talking to somebody, knows how to talk to someone and all that stuff. Good. He's like, all right, yeah, this guy's friendly. Well, my kid's friendly. He knows how to do this. Where would he fit? Because he knows him. He knew you. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew you. Everything yeah. about you. What you would stick to, what you wouldn't stick to, how, how are you going to operate. And I, I would say that's probably why he was like, hmm. Yeah, he's a good talker. Let's yeah. put him here. He'll sell himself. He'll talk him into that. That's how it's supposed to be. Next. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. Kudos. Your dad was a smart man, I think. I think he was just wise. And that's wild that he was just like able to guide you. And mm-hmm. Well, he didn't really guide you. He told you. Yeah, in that yeah, direction was, with, was, with no was, other option because he knew he wasn't like, farming. He's like, look, you're going. He pretty yeah. much could have just said, you're going to be a barber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. he knew he wasn't going to farm. Not, not yeah. him. No, yeah. This is horrible. Horrible situation. So do you also have like farmland and stuff? With my, my, before my mom died, she sold most of it, right? But, but I grew up on 200 acres. Oh, okay. Yeah, I grew up on 200 acres. So. It was two different farms. We had the one farm at the house was 123, and it was a farm right down the road that was 77 acres. So it was, you know, I, 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 that's a lot to maintain, though, too. Oh, yeah, you know I know. I mean? so. Well, like I say, we, it's really, it's Andrew's grandmother. It's Andrew's grandmother's land in Etheridge. We have 100 acres down there, too. Yeah. And yeah. it is, it's so a lot slow. to maintain. But, I mean, yeah. he uses, like, to hunt, and it's not like farmland. Like, nobody's farming yeah. anything. Yeah. We plant corn for the deer. But exactly. for a deer yeah, brander to shoot, exactly. yeah, yeah. But it is, it is a lot to maintain. So, and you being the only child, and then I guess both of your parents have passed away. So they you're, are. so you're, do you, you still have some of that land though, or no? She, yeah, yeah. I mean, very little. Yeah, not, not enough to be like. That. Yeah, yeah. I, I grow a garden. Yeah, right. You know what I mean, I grow a garden here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you gotta have. Mine's like I don't know, twenty by twenty, little little spot that yeah you know, i don't know numbers but andrew made me a little raised bed and yeah, a little yeah. bit. just you know when COVID hit this when i started mm. i knew how to do it i know nothing him, about it yeah i know nothing about it i just i even let cash our four-year-old i let him just throw yeah, shit man. in the ground and we just whatever happens happens That's and then we put it at the end of the driveway and give it to all the elderly people that, that live here man you look at man. you yep. look at you uh yeah uh, really reaping what you saw right right and so much yeah yeah you know how to go yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I guess so. We've talked about your stories and how what brought you here and how you have become barbers. Um, well, yeah, I don't have a really cool story. No, well, it is I mean, cool. mine was I just went to barber school in prison. It was a prison. I mean, it, but it was set up real. But it was it like the same like yes, fifteen hundred hour type yes, thing. Same but you didn't criteria. have to pay for it, I guess. Cause you no, the state did. They they picked up the bill. I mean, they were making it. They were starting to make the where people had to. But we had a classroom setting. We went in there. It was three chairs on this side, three chairs on this side. We had a barber instructor, a teacher's aide, and there was two uh, two or three other people in there that already had their barber's li- barber's license that were inmates that were, and we're in there. We're doing theory every day, which is your book work, mm-hmm. and then you're cutting hair. But I was in there for like not even four or five months, and they shipped me to another prison. Why do they do that? Just like because they were wanting everybody in one prison that took medication. Okay, so when I went in, I was taking uh, antidepressants and uh, and stuff like that. So they shipped me to this other prison. I, but this stuff I, I was taking was called Wellbutrin. Well, I would get it and I would sell it because people in there were junkies too. And these people that would do some boxing wanted to shoot Wellbutrin up with it because it gave them another kind of euphoric high. So I was getting my meds and, and selling it to people. So they shipped me to another prison because I was taking meds. They wanted everybody in one spot. So I'm out. I can't do I'm not in barber school no more. I go to this other prison. 
You know, and I'm like, man, I just started learning how to cut hair. Like, I have no other option. Like, this was my option. Mm-hmm. I had no other plan B. I was like, look, it's barber. Like, I found something I can do when I get out. I had to really have to have a driver's license. I can make money. This could be a career. Never had this in my whole life. I've never had this type of, like, yeah, well, and like a ability like to do something, like or like a you know, not a degree, but a, a license yeah. and something. I was gonna, I was gonna yeah. be able to do something when I get out that was professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never been a professional, so but they shit me. They they shattered my dreams. I'm in another prison because I went all the way from Tiptonville to Mountain City, opposite ends of the state. So I'm in Mountain City. I'm like, oh, I got to get back. I got to get back. But while I was there, they had a wood plant there. It's called Shaw Industries. I ended up getting in there, and I'm like, shit, I'm making minimum wage. You know. It's seven something an hour, but you have to pay room and board. So I was only getting like three nineteen an hour for four hours a day. But if I worked really hard, I could get two hundred percent. So I could make seven something an hour. So I worked very very hard and saved up ten thousand dollars while I was there in two years. Okay, but at the same time, I was cutting hair the whole time. Like I didn't really know how to cut hair when I got there. To do a ball fade, it might take me an hour and a half. But I bought a pair of Norelco beard trimmers. Mm-hmm. And that's what I used every single day. I would cut people's hair with Norelco beard trimmers. And I would even dry like hair like yours. Even people with long hair like yours, I could cut with Norelco beard trimmers. Dry hair. And I just did that for three years. I was there for three years. And, I, and that's I went from taking an hour and a half to do a bald fade to And these minutes. are just other inmates you're cutting? Just other okay. inmates. People live right next door to me. And I would see them every day. And I'd look, damn, I screwed up. Because I was butchering people up. But you know? did it matter? I mean, it, it did, didn't. It I'm in there. It was, a, it was the best place to learn. Yeah. So I just self-taught on all that. And then I had a counselor that helped, that helped me reclass me back to the place where I could get my barber's license. But to go back there, I had to go on the onto the compound because the place you get your barber's license was a minimum security annex, but it was still behind the fence. So it, you didn't go out and like work in fields or nothing. Mm-hmm. But um it was an annex of another prison that was on site there that's like one of the worst in Tennessee. They call it Thunderdome. It's North, uh, Northwest Penitentiary. So I had to get reclassed back there, and I had to go on to the compound to get back to the minimum security. So they're reclassing me, and the counselor's looking around. It's like, uh, I just want you all to know Mr. Ramsey asked me to do this because nobody wants to get reclassed to Northwest, not for any good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, It's for him to get, get over here to get his barber's license. Yeah. So, so to get to where I could get my barber's license back to that place I had to go to the worst penitentiary one of the worst penitentiaries in Tennessee and do good and not get in trouble to get over there and then when I got over there my barber teacher knew me remembers like yeah and got me right back in class and and then six months later I had my barber's license but they could tell you know he's like wow you've been working ain't you because it's been three years yeah and I never stopped for a second never quit trying to learn how to barber I, I did it every day I would even have cell cellmates I'd cut their hair in the cell because you lock down a lot. I'd cut their hair in the cell and just experiment on hair. And, uh, yeah, that's – and then I got my barber's license. And Do they just, offer other trades in general? Yeah. I mean, you – Like you, lots? Carpentry, mm-hmm. uh, masonry, horticulture, um, painting, welding, HVAC. It's all in there. You so, got time. Yeah. Time nothing but time. Anybody that goes to prison to and is acting like they, they were just locked up lying to you, number one. Because they have opportunities. There, there is things in there you can do. You can even do online classes for stuff. like, And that's what I don't like. You know, you hear a narrative from people like, oh, they just want to lock people. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of stuff for you to do in there. Don't be a, don't be a little a little junkie or a coward and say, hey, they just locked me up in prison and I couldn't do nothing. That's all they want to do is lock me up. There's things in there. It's actually one of the places you can go to to better yourself yes the environment's crazy 
there's there's trouble in there too. There's people. I remember hearing a guy getting stuck. You know, he's getting stabbed over there, screaming this scream. I know this dude's getting stabbed. It was terrifying. And I had just gotten there. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's getting stabbed. And he's screaming like, you know, it's like a death curdle. You know, I'm hearing that because there's there's people in there being thugs, gangsters, and and keeping that mentality. Mm-hmm. That's the sucky part. Yeah. Don't yeah. get involved in that. Right. And how do you, I, and that's just a person that is like a willpower. It will you mean you know. I, when I first got there, mind you, I did you were uh, doing a little the, dope. Selling the I was, I was and, the yeah. pills I was selling. I was snort here and there too, uh, things of that nature. And I just woke up one day at the other end of the state up there in Mountain City, and I was like, "Man, I've not really quit. I still smoke cigarettes when I smoke weed. I still um, snort these pills here and there. I'm done. So I just quit. And not a, not an hour later, a guy came, "Hey Ray, you want to hit this joint?" And I was like, "No. There's a, I got a whole story on that guy too. He's a nutcase, man." But uh, but yeah, he was his name was Crazy Mark. He's been there for like seventy five years. Yeah, seventy five years. Yeah, <laughs> killing somebody. So yeah, smoking lots. Yeah. Somebody. Between now and then. Yeah. Oh my god. Time to think about it. Or get his barber license. Yeah, he can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Carpentry or probably ninety nine. He gets out. He can do whatever he wants. In I guess. Good God. What do you think? And this is like just off, but like, what do you think? Did you that direction? Like, cause like not your raising or anything what direction uh drugs just, and yeah. stuff uh just insecurities i was a complete like you know i i'm really harsh on myself i was I, I look at myself i was just a little insecure bitch of a boy and when i when i drank it made me feel how i wanted to feel it gave me the confidence or when i did pills i had to come i got up i said and i did and i just did what i wanted and stuff because mm-hmm. i'm one of them people who's got a fast mind like my mind's going 100 mile an hour all the time like i can be sitting there and somebody if you're talking to me i'm listening but then you better like include me, because if I if I just look at you and listen to you, I'm gonna be over here going, hmm, lettuce Spice is green. I do like maybe a garden would be good for me. You know, I'll just be off in my head yeah. somewhere, and it's, I don't intentionally do that. It's just what it does. So what I did, dope and stuff, it gave me the confidence, and it either sped my body up with my mind or slowed my mind down with my body. You know, mm-hmm. and and I, you know, just insecurities, not not self assured, and and uh, they have like therapy and stuff in jail. I mean, I'm sure they do. I read books, oh. book after book after book, um, to try to figure out why I was the way I was, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty simple, man. I was just, you know, it, because the drug addict they say when you're high you feel normal, and when you're not high that's when you're like abnormal. So you you drink something or you do something, it's like oh, this is how I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know, this is right, but you just don't stop right there. You keep going and going and going, and the next thing you know you're peeing on yourself or whatever. So it's just but, a flaw it's like a Gen- genetic flaw yeah. uh most people most people that are alcoholics or something that's experienced some kind of childhood trauma you know and with uh a lot of alcoholics the, the common denominator is usually like child molestation or something like that um that's what i found and then the studies show that between 32 and 38 if someone's going to straighten up and stop doing drugs that's the that's the area they do it in any any time before before that is Less likely, any time after that is less likely. Not that it can't be done on either end. It's that's just statistically, that's where they say most people straighten up at. And I fell right into that criteria. I was like, okay, I'm going to start. And, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know how far gone I actually was. I know I did stuff, but life sucked. It's mm-hmm. a lot better, easier to deal with when when you are high. You know, uh, I've held it together at small periods, but I, I never had anything. I never had any success. I never had... Uh, 
I never kept, mm. you know, I might be responsible for a week, but not two weeks right. or three weeks. Uh, but I ask all this like to, because I have a brother, well, I had, I had a brother, he passed away in 2020. Yeah, not this, yeah, 2020 to extended intravenous drug use. So yeah, yeah um, we're very, we are raised the same way. I have two brothers actually. He's two years older than me. I have a little brother that's five years younger than me. All right, like our, our parents are still together. We were raised the exact same way, all the things. But he always kind of chose that path too. Yeah. And it's always kind of been something like that I couldn't understand. And I still can't understand it. Yeah. But I like, but like now I'm in like a support group for other like overdose and like family members and stuff like that, which is helpful, like mm-hmm. you said, just to be around people that. Because you want to see him as more than just a junkie or whatever yeah. he was, and um, but it it is it's hard it's hard for other people that maybe don't have that flaw or that tendency. Because I can sit here, I can drink three yeah. or four beers, and I can be, you know, straight as an arrow and be fine. But other people can't handle and manage yeah. it that way. And that was him. I mean, he was into shit from the time he was thirteen to he yeah. was thirty five when he passed away. So he and, fell into that. Yeah, and that, then. Great. For everyone, it's different too. Like, you know, I, I think you know a lot of the common denominators lead us there. But then once you get going, like, you you dig such a hole within yourself of how you feel about yourself and everything else, and then how life is, and it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And what what may have got you started may not be exactly what keeps you going on. But you know, I mean, it's still you know that's still there too. It's, man, it, and there's a it, sense of like relief now, mm-hmm. you know, for like my parents and for me, for yeah. my parents. Um, but it's still like. It sucks loving a drug grief, addict. Grief. I mean, it, yeah, yeah it's, every, it's every, all the time. And it just like, just waves of yeah. it. Well, I think, I don't think we ever really get over it. You just learn to live with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like, but do you, can you imagine how much parents. resentment I had towards my brother? Yeah. Of like. Well, my parents are always bailing him out of shit. My parents are yeah. always spending this amount of money. I'm always like just it's taking chaotic. care of myself. It's I'm taking care of myself. They're always <laughs> had a kid at 17, mm-hmm. you know, just all the things. And then, but then now it's like after, you know, we, he, it was in the middle of like COVID and all that. He was just dropped off at Murray Regional. That's in. Mm. And great friends. Huh? Yeah. 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 And that's how it is. It's It's, it's hard because you love someone like that's your brother. I love you with all my heart. But it's almost like I wish you would just go on and disappear and get mm-hmm. the hell away from me and come back when you're good. But then when something does happen, that pain's still there because you do love them and stuff. But it's so aggravating because, the you know, drug, drug addicts are selfish. Mm-hmm. They're, they're a poor, pitiful me or everything's against me. They develop that mentality or what. Oh, and, you always, and then they'll look at like, you're always helping her out, mom, dad, mm-hmm. probably pointing at you and everything else. And, they, and they're very good manipulators. Mm-hmm. Because they hardly ever have any money, but somehow they end up with $100 worth of dope every day. Right. You know? I mean, they're very very conniving, sneaky, good liars, manipulators, all that. And, and and it's the person that's like you, sitting there normal, loving, that really feels it the most. Because it is. It's very taxing. Because, I mean, you know, I went through a little bit with my brother since I've cleaned up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know. Sorry, Mick, but I can't trust you. You know, right. you tell me you're good, but then you show me you're not. You and it know? put a strain on like a lot of things, just like with between me and my parents, with because mm-hmm. I had a young child at the time, like, mm-hmm. and my brother was in and out of their house, and I'm like, he's got who knows what yeah. over there. I can't, like, I can't 
safely let my kid go there and be there and who's after him and all of those kinds of things. So it just, that's, I guess why, like I say, it was a little bit of a relief, but it's still like after he was gone, it was more like a, I should have done. Yeah. I should have loved him better. I should have done. What could have I done? Yeah. What could I have done? And, but things were just different. Like, you know, as far as, who we were when we were growing up versus like who we were when we were grown. It yeah. was just too. Well, the good, one thing I can tell you for sure is, uh, it was on him. Mm-hmm. You know, it was up to him to do better in his life for everybody around him and, uh, not taking anything away from who he was as an individual person. And, you know, and he, but the, 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 the other thing is he loved y'all too. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I always use an example of a drug addict. This is how I kind of describe it. Okay. A drug addict can have a brand new baby there that he'll love more than anything else in the world. And he has to go get diapers for that baby. He's got $20, which $20 don't get diapers, but mm-hmm. $20 go buy diapers for that baby. Well, on the way to the store to get them diapers for the baby. Well, he's not feeling good. He's dope sick. He can convince himself to take that 20 bucks to go get his dope to feel better and he'll say, I- I'll figure out how to get the diapers afterwards Later, for this yeah. baby that I love more than anything in the world. It's just that kind of like stupid thinking, you know, it's it's not rational thinking. It's not logical thinking. It's ignorant and it's it's just, and you hurt the ones that love you the most or who you hope to hurt the most because mm-hmm. that's who you screw over all the time because they're going to be there for, for Regardless, you no matter what. Right. Yeah. Because a friend you screw over, they'll be like, all right, buddy, see ya. Yeah. You're done. Bye. But you steal everything from your parents and go yeah. pawn it off. Still oh yeah, there. I stole checks from my dad yeah. and everything, man. It's uh, but he, I still, when I went to prison, I was sleeping in the room back behind the house because my dad's always, like I knew it. I could probably walk up, kick him in the shin, pull his wallet out, take all of his money, steal his truck, go 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 to jail, get out, and then and he'd, he'd probably still, still be, be like, "I love you, son. You're my kid. Yeah." yeah. Like, you got a good daddy too. And how do you feel about that though? Like, as you have a child now, I, I know what uh, that love is. Uh, I get it. Uh, because Andrew and I, obviously, we have a child together. But he's been he's been here through my brother and all that for we've been together almost ten years. So he doesn't know the full part yeah. of it, but. He would get frustrated. Like, he would yeah. get frustrated. It's like, why is your parents doing blah, blah, blah? Like, they need tough love, da, 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 da. And, and I think, and he's an only child. Yeah. So, things, that's a whole another, like, ball game. Yeah, it's like, easier on the, the person on the outside looking in. It's like any other situation in life. It's easier for the person on the sidelines to say, you should have moved your rook there. Mm-hmm. You know, but then when that person sits down and plays chess, they don't see it. They don't right. see that move or whatever. It's, it, it's kind of how it goes. Um, but I will say this. My dad is one of those persons that, you know, I wish he would have had. Well, I don't wish he would have now, but what he should have done was been more stiff. Like, no, you're not living here. Mm-hmm. My wife, my stepmom, then that they were together 30 years, said, she don't want you here. You're not living here. Go figure it out. You know, that's really what you need to do. What you need to do is not give that helping hand when they're reaching, you know, after you've done it. You know, okay, I was obviously... Mm-hmm. You've showed I mean, me, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying. No, that's, yeah. but that's no, how you I, should I, be. And that's how I, I, I try to think that I would be yeah, now. Yeah. If my daughter grows up and she's trying to screw me over and mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, well, girl, you're going to have to go figure something out. I mean, not when she's 12 years yeah. old or something, but as she's older and she's shown me the pattern of just screwing me over and not caring, like, okay, well, you're going to have to figure it out. But you understand, I too, go, that you yeah. know that they're safe when they're. Yeah, I might go home and cry and be like, oh, God, I hope she's okay or whatever. Because mm-hmm. my dad was always worried about, well, if something happens to him, it's on me because right. I didn't give him a place to stay or I didn't give him that money or I didn't do that. Too. Yeah. 
So that that was always my dad's thinking. But it's not the right thing because it's not on you. It's on the individual that's doing it. That's who it's on. It's on that 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 person for for bringing that to your doorstep, for putting you in that position, mm-hmm. trying to make you make those difficult decisions like that. You know, as kids, my aunt told me this once. I won't ever forget this because she was dying. She was on um, um, oxygen and everything. She's like she looked at me and she's she's being kind of a snobby shit to me. But she knew how I was to mm-hmm. my dad because my dad was always there. She's like Ray, you know, you know, you're you're supposed to add to your parents' life, not take away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I remember her saying. I don't remember really anything else. Uh, oh, I remember her saying, "Dang, Ray, you're all right when you're not drunk." Before, mm-hmm. but other than that, I remember her saying that, and I, I think it's true. Like, yeah, we are supposed to be additions, especially to our parents as we grow older. We're not we're not supposed to take away from their lives. Right. We're supposed to help. So if my little girl don't get out there and add to my life. I am gonna kick her ass. <laughs> How old is she? She's two and a half. Oh, yeah, that's man. You're in the sweet spot. I man, she is the boss of me. I, I love, love her. That. I like to say that if Andrew had a girl, it would be a totally different story. But him and Cash fight like siblings, so yeah. <laughs> they're too much alike. Daddies and daughters are where it's mm-hmm. I got three girls. Do you? Yeah, so it's it's daddy daughter. Mm-hmm. No boys. You just have three girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I can look at my dad and like probably cry, just looking at him, just because that's the way I love him, you know. Yeah. So it is. It's a different. Yeah. I, I love my mom. My mom's like my best friend, but I can look at my dad and I can cry. Is your dad and Andrew anything alike? <laughs> no, no, they're no. nothing alike. My dad's all like me though, or I'm a lot like him, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. but yeah, I just, yeah, daddies and daughters. It's a whole, whole another ball game. Um. We got off on a lot of that, but that was yeah. that was good. Y'all have y'all got some stories. Oh man, every day we tell them, don't we? No, we, we have to man. Keep, keep That's what keeps them coming back, back, right? Oh, keeps man. them coming back. They're yeah. like, what are they up to? For sure. What do they you got know, to say now? Um, politically correct. What is the? Um, tell me about more about the Swagabilly thing. Like, so it's a brand. It's yeah, it's a brand, lifestyle brand. Um, I see. You have a GIF or whatever, a, GIF a GIF on Instagram, right? Did you make it? Mm-mm. Or was it just on there? I don't even know. Like on one of the stories that you posted, it was like, it said Swagabilly, and I thought you made it. And I was like impressed, because I want to do that for Giddy Up, but I don't know how to do you it. You have to show me. I mean, it might be something I made, because I've done, I've, man, I've messed with so much stuff. Um, and you just teach yourself how to do it. Because I know, I got a smartphone in 2017. Like, first time <laughs> I, I took a picture of myself, I'm recording myself trying to take a picture. It's like, I didn't even know how to do it. Like, um, and I know nothing about any of this stuff, but. Swagabilly, we were just, I was just thinking, you know, uh, Yellow Wolf has Slamerican and things like that. It's like, man, what could we have? What could we have? What, you know, I said Swagabilly. And then when I said it, Roy was like, hey, that's it. You know, and then when uh, I said it in front of my mother in law, she said, oh, I just love that. My wife, oh, you love it. And, you know, and then I, the guy that helped us set up our website and all that told him about it. He's like, dude, that's your million dollar idea. I'm like, okay, cool. So I contacted a lawyer, which is also a client, and he got it trademarked in a, I've just been trying to make it something ever since because it's I trademarked it. It's a uh, it's mine. It's and but I made beard oil. I got combs, brushes, t-shirts, hats, and stuff. But it just takes so much time to do that mm-hmm. and then work full time. Yeah. Because like I, I you know I probably work an average of 55, 60 hours a week at the shop, and then I got a new daughter and I got a wife. Mm-hmm. You know, and I got to pay attention to them both, and it's. It's exhausting. So, I mean, Swagabilly has kind of taken a back seat right now. 
but it's still there and I do plan on revamping and like diving back into it. It'll probably be, you know, come late summer. I want to get more shirts and stuff, which I'll put live authentic on the front and then swaggabilly flawed life on back. It's kind of, you know, I know we're not visual right now, but like I get these little bags. I got that oh, stamp yeah. made to put on there and those numbers there are my prison numbers. Oh, that's the number I had in there. And that's why I told Rory, you know, we, I got these combs made. They got a uh, can opener on it. That's that's a swagger belly part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. It's, a, it's uh, I like the flawed light. And then the blood brush. It's more visual than mm -hmm. it is anything else, man. Or a feel at the barbershop. It's like, he, he, when he said that name, that name fit with the personality of the barbershop. You, you, know, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's a... You know what swag is because that's what we do. I think I think I'm not like being brag like. But I'm I am swag. But, but the, that <laughs> shop has got when the dude leaves out of that barbershop, man, he's gonna have that. Yeah, he's he's feeling it. Swag about himself. It's looking good. It's a good. Yeah, he got a good looking haircut, and then, uh, you, you know, I'm from women's sports, so I, you know, Hill Billy is. You're the Billy little, part, yeah. yeah. Is is kind of in the. It's, it's kind of a feel in Weems Sport. Right. So n nobody down there is like uh, you can't like somebody you can't talk to. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cordial. Regardless of the color of your skin, everybody gets along. Everybody knows everybody down there. So th that's kind of the like the hillbilly Billy, if mm -hmm. you will, in the barbershop. That's how I feel about it. You right. know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because everybody gets along in the barbershop regardless of where you came from, what you look like, all that good stuff. And, and nobody, you know, is is uh, above anybody. We just because we're all flawed. Man. That's what it is. It's right. flawed. Life. You're, you're yeah, flawed. Yeah, Live yeah. your best Somewhere. flawed life. You know, even though that you're a complete dipshit mm -hmm. at times yeah. and flawed. Hey, embrace what you are, your flaws and all, and keep your swagger. And swaggability just sounds cool. So, live authentic within it. You know, I you know I don't want to be a BU brand or none of this cliche stuff. I just want to yeah. live your best life, cool. dipshit. Yeah. You know, yeah, be cool, be you. Like you like get it, get it going. Like you know, quit acting like a flaw or something that's screwed up with you as an excuse not to do better. You know, like because that's just because you're a prime stupid. example of like yeah, I've, done, I've been there, done that, and it's a waste of time to concentrate on how your screw ups or other people's screw up because the. The, the, the thing with me today, what pisses me off about society is everybody walks around and can give advice to everybody and tell everybody how they should be. And the very people that tell everybody how they should be, most times, got those same damn skeletons in their closet. Mm -hmm. Like, you should do this. It's easy, because we're all geniuses in hindsight. I can sit back and look at any situation and be like, man, you should have done that. But let you be in that situation, you don't know what the hell you're going to do. Right. That's how you learn from your damn mistakes, okay? Mm -hmm. Make some mistakes. Admit that you make mistakes. Admit that you're a bigot sometimes, that you're an asshole, that somebody might cut you off and you might say something to yourself in your head or out loud in your car or whatever. That's not completely correct. Mm -hmm. It could be, who knows what it could be. It could be a little bit, uh, uh, you know, offensive. Mm -hmm. It could be a little bit racist or something like that. Let's admit, we've all had things we've thought or said that were either racist, bigoted, or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's knowing that you've done that that gets you the ability to say, hey, I have done that. That's not right. Well, I'm not going to do that no more. So I want to do better as I move forward in my life mm -hmm. instead of acting like you've never done any of that shit because mm -hmm. like, you're somehow over here on this pedestal all the time mm -hmm. and you're somehow this person that... Uh, Can you imagine how hard it is to feel like you're on that pedestal? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm glad I'm not one of those pedestal uh, yeah. people. My goodness. Yeah. That is, 
Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's like, I'm glad I'm I have not. enough Billy in me to be like, I'm not right. above anybody. Like, nope. Yeah. I've been, I've done it. I've been there. I've done it. And I'm, I'm not perfect. So, you're here. Exactly. And when you embrace that, man, it makes life a lot easier. See, expectations, man, make, makes life a whole lot more difficult because, because if you expect it and you don't get it in that way, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're so let down. It's hard to bounce back from that for me. Oh, yeah. But, it, but you know what? I don't deal with expectations. I'm not expecting. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But I don't let it cut me off at the knees where I'm, you know, I'm no more mobile to do the next big thing that may be coming my way. Because you will miss out. You, you, will, you will miss out on that next big Wait, thing. Say yeah. that again. You will what? Miss out. Yes. You will miss <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, you will on that next big thing that, that, that was coming your way. If you if you don't hold out on somebody else or something you, else, man, you don't know who can do what for you in your life. It's you a waste of time who, to hold yourself above someone else anyway. We learn from people, and to yeah. act like you, you're somehow this good that you would never do this. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's why I like I can't. It's hard to watch any kind of news. It's hard to watch any kind of that. talk show or anything. It's like oh, here's these people exactly. giving all this stuff, like you know. Uh, all these uh, examples of how you should be or shouldn't be, and, and, and there's closets they don't full know of skeletons. Yeah. And they're delusional because they're all making all kinds of money. It's kind of like Oprah Winfrey saying she's faced adversity. Sure you did. You're worth $3 billion. You're going to face all kinds of adversity getting that big. You know, you're a woman. You're overweight. You're black. Yeah. Okay, you, everything, all the cards. So she should be the example of what can be done, yet she's trying to use it for an example of... Uh, Everything was against me. All the adversity. No, you're worth mm. billions of dollars. You're the example that you can do it. Right. You are the shining example that if you put your nose to the grindstone, you try, you show up every day, you can do it despite what you look like to other people. Where you come from. Where you come from. All that. You know, she's that shining example. Yes, she's sitting there using it for, uh, I don't, it looks like to me like political reasons or mm-hmm. whatever, but I don't really care because I just think it's stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, like, why not Why not use it for motivation instead of, uh, you know, what would be the word? For, for me or, like, yeah, sympathy. For, for sympathy kind of thing, and, yeah. and, and, and pity. Like, because uh, she grew up in that era where, you know, it's true adversity. But growing that big, because when you get an upper echelon, you're trying to make a lot of money and things of that nature. It's, it, it don't become about gender, race, or anything. It's because it's about money. How can you do it? Mm-hmm. Me? Yeah, you're going to face adversity. I'm going to face adversity. Rory would face adversity. Any anybody trying because everybody that you're you're trying to go up this way. So there's a lot of people trying to go up that way with you, and there's going to be a lot of people trying to trip you up on the way. Right. So to act like some like your adversity is worse than my adversity is bullshit. We all face adversity. My adversity is my adversity. Your adversity is your adversity. How do you feel about that? As my bad is my bad. Man, I. Because I don't have the opportunity to talk to like you know many yeah. black men. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you feel about yeah. that as a black man? Like, oh man, it's uh, I don't I don't have a I don't use if you will a race card. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's never mm-hmm. affected me. Like, I went to I went to a private school. I went to CA for oh, eight okay. years, right? And 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 like the being the like the only black student in there. This is this is this is more like what Ray was saying, right? When he when he was talking about like. Uh, <laughs> You're trying to make things about race, and we may say things that may hurt people, and you may make a racist statement. It's just to hurt that individual, right? But you don't really mean it. You're not, Towards you're the not whole race, to, yeah. You you had a bad day, and you and and somebody of the opposite race may have said something, 
and you and you may go there. You know what I'm saying? You may go yeah. there. And I learned that by being the only black student in this school that that um, that it, it doesn't it, it shouldn't it, it doesn't stop me from doing anything. All right. I, I have I have all the opportunities there are in the world. All I have to do is step into those opportunities because because I'm the better person for the job, not necessarily because what I look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the better individual because I stepped through a door that somebody else, regardless of their race or creed or color, was not willing to step through, and I decided to step through that door. And yeah, it does come with adversity, and it does come with you know, bumps against the wall, but that, that's because you're human. Mm-hmm. With anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, was that like intentionally like ingrained in you though? Like growing up man, or like, my, do you like my intentionally had me around everybody? Like, I, I, look, I didn't, I never had a chance to see race. Mm. I never had a chance to be like, Oh, they don't, they don't fool you because they're black or they, they don't fool you. Just as many people, have mistreated me both sides from both sides. I've been mistreated by black people. I've been mistreated right. by white people. I had a, I had friends from India. I mean that that went to CA and mistreated me. So I so I, I never had the opportunity to say, oh well, this one person don't like me because I'm black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I, I got it from from every direction. So people are people. Yeah, and maybe that's, that's what maybe a blessing though. Individual like, that, you were did, that yeah. way. Man, my 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 your daddy, my daddy had your back, man, because. I told y'all earlier I'm from College Grove. It's a, it was small. It's not small anymore, really. But like it was small, and there we didn't have many black kids. We right. definitely didn't have any Mexican kids. We didn't right. have any anything. So when I went to the middle school that like all the other little schools fed into, it was like culture shock. Like yeah. I hadn't been around any kids with disabilities. I hadn't been around any kids of other race, and so like I've had to kind of learn and teach myself those things as an adult almost yeah. because I wasn't exposed to it as a child. Yeah. So, well, I transitioned in the ninth grade to public schools. Mm-hmm. So I went, I went kindergarten to eighth at, at, at CA and then ninth to twelfth at Central. It's culture shock, big difference. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I tried to fit in, you know, all this, all these, all mm-hmm. these different things. And then I finally decided, you know what? Hey, Swagger Billy, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be myself. Yeah. You know what I mean, I can't, I can't fit all these different situations and all these different people's clicks and mm-hmm. pull up your cowboy boots, right? Pull them out. <laughs> yeah. you know, he had to take his cowboy mind. hat off to put his headphones on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Don't want to? I tried. To get <laughs> no, no, yeah, it don't fit. It don't fit. But yeah, this and it's, uh, you know what? I think that's one. You know, because uh, we do relate. Because you obviously we're in a private school. Mm-hmm. I obviously. Cause my mom, you know, suburbs and stuff like that. But my dad's always been like in the hood and the ghetto. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting in trouble, I was forced to be in juveniles and prisons and jails and stuff like that. And so I'm really mixed with the, you know, the lower grade of uh, people. And it's all walks. There's white, black, everything in there. And I just kind of experienced it all too. I've had, I've been in a fight with black dudes in jails and everything else. And I've had real nasty stuff said by a black guy, Mexican guy, and white dude. Mm-hmm. Like I don't look at it as that's how black people are. I'm like, I look at it, like, well, that's how that dumbass is. Mm. The you know, man. that dude is. That dude's got issues. You know, and then that dude, you you never know, cause that dude may say something, and it may be, you know, he may be totally awesome to everybody else. You right. know, I mean, so it was a you and him thing, not a him. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 and a lot of times that's because because at that moment we're into it, and it, and if I, you know, I'm going to try to cut you with whatever I can cut you with. Mm-hmm. So as kids and stuff, you know, uh. 
if you're into it with someone else, you're probably going to say the most harsh things to that individual as you can. And, you know, to people, it just it don't sound right. Not, and not excusing it. It's not, not saying it's okay to do. It's just saying that that happens, mm-hmm. you know. And to act like it doesn't is just dumb. And, like, it's okay. Yes, that happens. I recognize that happens. Okay, I'm going to try to do better. Okay, instead of saying, like, you know, no. I feel like yes. lots of men are like that, though. Yeah. I, I, so you have to kind of, like, it's a pride thing. Maybe yeah, just, we are. I mean, I mean, men are, but uh, you know, you have too. to evolve as a man too. You have to say, "Hey, man, I'm a, I'm sensitive. I'm insecure. I'm a dipshit." I say it all the time. I'm probably the most uh, secure, insecure son of a bitch there is, because I'm extremely insecure. But I know that, and it's like, okay, so you're aware. Of in spite of my insecurities, right. I'm going to try the best I can. Right. You know. Uh, I, but as you say that about yourself though with y'all and this whole brand and all that like just me doing the podcast and stuff it's a big like to feel confident enough to like do those kinds of things like i'm scared every time i do something when i put stuff out like you know you know i'll run it by rory i run it by my wife like i I put a video up of our trip to jack daniels yesterday you know uh my final approval if i'm at home by myself it's usually my wife like what Mm -hmm. do you think about this but it's talent that you can like put all that together like, well, it's just all a bunch of short little clips. You just put them in an order. You put the transitions and yeah, it but sounds easy. But no, I no, it. I ain't doing that. That's I, why I, I tried it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's this cool. This is awesome. This is this is cool. Yeah, but it I'm is. The most non like I, you feel I, comfortable, I, don't you? Yeah, I feel comfortable here. But I, I mean, as far as my phone, I just call text. Yeah, this dude's the one who's very savvy with that. Yeah, and you, you know that's that's. I well, we did have help with our website and everything. A guy named Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, if it wasn't for Jonathan, dude, like, we would have been. Because when we, we took yeah, over the yeah. shop, Lance was like, we were going to keep it short in barbershop. Because what did y'all have to do? Just, like, bought it from him? Well, initially, we were going to. Just because what is he doing now? Is he, like, just not, not barbering? No, he's coming up with tiny homes or something. But he's here still in Cleveland? No. Uh, Alabama, somewhere. Oh. Alabama, somewhere. Some Alabama, somewhere. Oh. But like in the transition, he was like, uh, we were going to keep it Sean Barbershop. So I had a website set up for Sean Barbershop. Jonathan was helping with it. I didn't know how to do any of this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, no, nah, man, you need to give him a, get him to give you a redirect. A redirect. You're dead in the water if you don't get a redirect. What and had that Jonathan, mean? that means like if they go on Sean's old website, they it'll redirect you to, you to our okay. website. You click on that, it'll come to us. But what Jonathan knew and we didn't really fully understand was Lance was going to shut his website down so whenever someone went to there it's just going to say hey we're no longer in business and then you're going because every time you search Sean that's you're just going because he had the visibility on Google and everything you know and he knew that he knew what yeah. he was doing so he was kind of setting us up because it's a little bitter that we were going to do our own thing oh yeah I'll do it I'll keep it Sean and I'll just sell you this and we, we were going to give him more money and everything but he wouldn't do the redirect, and we came up with, actually, Roy's uh, wife came up with Southern Edge, woke up one morning, like, slapped him in and just said, I got it. It's going to be Southern Edge. And Roy's like, I like it. I do And he like, texts me, it. Southern Edge, I was like, I like it. It's the best thing, because yeah. we were coming up with stupid shit. We were. It was the best thing that, that <laughs> we was were. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, we were so, to keep it some type of meal or yeah. something. And the that's what everybody's room. doing. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. she helped that's on that, and, but. But then had had we kept because I had Southern I had uh, Shorn set up, and uh, so he's like, no, we're not, and whatever, and so he fired us, and we left. He fired us. We packed our stuff and left, and then he called, and we met back down here, and we agreed to buy the contents of the shop, and the Booker app. I said, I'm gonna Booker turn it over me. He's like, we're gonna call it Southern Edge or whatever. 
Because what he did was he just went and shut his website down. When he shut his website down, he said, hey, we're no longer in service, blah, blah, blah. People, because people knew that's what it was. We mm -hmm. had all the clients that knew us were coming there anyway. We were the only two barbers there. But he just knew it was going to be a big hiccup. And we mm -hmm. didn't know that a, how, uh, a redirect was so necessary, keeping the same name. Mm -hmm. So switching it to Southern Edge was the best thing we could have done. And had it not been for Jonathan really being in my ear saying, hey, no, 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 don't. Do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Not keeping it short. Change the name. If he won't give you a redirect, change the name. You have to change the change name. You can't. Yeah. You know, so we did, and he set up the first website. I've since went by, like you see our website now, I redid all the pictures and stuff there and, and, and set it up. But he's the one that he went in, typed in everything, every connection's there. Like, you know, he's that dude is just uh, a stud. And I we, bought we a domain because Andrew, like, this is Andrew. Andrew's the business side of things. Mm -hmm. He's like, you need to do this. You need to trademark this. You need to buy this domain. You need to do this. And I'm like more like, I'm the person that's like, I don't have a plan for that yet, so I'm not doing that. No, buy anything you think of. See if there's a dot. Because without a dot com, it's a useless name. Mm -hmm. Now, you might be able to buy the dot com. They'll sell it to you. But... um if you if there's not it's a like buy them out for it or something yeah. like it's oh, go ahead and, you know because I've got I've got swaggabilly barbers swaggabilly realtors swag, anything I think of that goes with swaggabilly I buy it. Mm -hmm. you know whatever I'm like well, hell I might get into this one day boom buy it, you know I'm like uh, that sounds like Andrew I'm I, just, I, like, I buy, you know, just buying whatever domain I can think of. I'm more like methodical and like I got like I don't want to waste any. Any. It's like eighteen bucks to buy. Yeah, a I know, I know. But I buy, what else? Your, your husband's balling, man. Oh, he, hey, yeah. He's the greatest <laughs> roofer in, in Middle world. Tennessee. Yeah, know. in the world in that the we world know. that we know. That we know. In the world, he's that the we greatest. Know. That's, that's what uh, no, he's he's good about like being supportive. He's he wants like he wants me to just take it and run. And I'm yeah. like, I mean, I appreciate that, but I don't. I'm glad you have all the faith in the world. But it is. It's hard when you put yourself out there and try to do something. And yeah. just hope that people like accept it or like whatever kind of thing. But. Yeah, well, people, if you don't have people hating on you a little bit, then you're not doing something right. You know, if you, because if you, you, the negative is just as good as the positive, you know, like, because, you know, you know, we want to hear positive. We want mm -hmm. people to say, oh, I like that. I mean, of course, you don't want everybody to say, oh, that's just dumb. Like, at some point, if it is stupid, it is stupid. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. But, like, yeah, put the effort out there, try it. And if it's not successful or fails, at least you're not 20 years from now going to go on If I would have... What if I would have tried what that? If I, look at these people with all these podcasts making all this money. I wanted to do mm -hmm. that, but I didn't. What a waste of time that would be. Right. right. You know? What's and, your favorite thing about what you do? The favorite thing. Favorite thing about what we do. Being able to pay my damn bills. <laughs> it's important. It's important. <laughs> Like, dude, I've never went to the grocery store and, and bought groceries. I, I scammed and had food stamps when I was younger. You know, like, it's... So just uh, knowing that you had the money to, like, to take care of your family. The ability to take care of my family. And, it, you know, because it's... For us, it's, uh, at the bottom line, it's not about uh, money. Because we, we don't, as a shop, we don't really make money. I mean, swag, I sell swaggability there. We sell products, and that just helps, you know buy them again mm -hmm. you know it's not like we're sitting here balling on money there uh and and inflation's killed us too right on a lot of things uh but it's you know the camaraderie i'd say i like the camaraderie that we develop with our clients as well as each other and there's awesome because it's me rory a guy named ashley from canada and jesus 
and we're what all a just motley crew. We we are like, but everyone's awesome. Uh, everyone's and that very is cool. Y'all get to see each other every day. Y'all yeah. work together every day. Like, and that, and see, that's when you say when you say what's the best thing about that is I can I can hardly think of it's so broad. Yeah. But, but if you would say camaraderie, I would kind of go with that mm-hmm. because that's a, that's pretty broad when you think about. Yeah. All these people all day long that you're seeing every 30 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes. Wasn't it everything you do it, as an extension of your life? You're out in the community because both y'all live here, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all both live in Columbia. So you're out and about and you see people and man, it's like yeah. building community, you know? We have the best clients in there that come in there, man. They're so supportive. The, they're so helpful. Like if you need something, then they can, it's in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. The you guy. got it. I mean, the guy that did our website, he was a client. Mm. He didn't leave his, and I can call this dude anytime and be like, hey, man, he, he's got kids. He's got a busy life. He's a professional now, and he, he deals in marketing and everything, but he'll, when he gets time, he'll he'll hit it up and do it. But he got that swagger building. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, he got that swagger He ain't too good. Right. Yeah. He ain't too good. He's, he's up there. But he can he can get down there too, you know. To, what I mean? to help yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, and yeah. get on a level, get on, yeah. get on our. And every one of us level. are real different too. We're all different, you know. Mm-hmm. Rory's charismatic cowboy, funny, uh, you know, best personality in the shop. I'm more the serious, try to be goofy, have a good time. Don't know how to deal with life because I've never done it. And then you got Ashley, that's just calm, yeah. cool, funny, hipster vibe. And then you got Jesus that's, uh, yeah, Ashley's like a calm storm. But then Jesus is just, you know, he's, you know, he's got swag about him, cool, stylish. Uh, He's a Hispanic guy and he's, you know, he's just an awesome guy too. But, and everyone in there is talented. Ashley's very, very talented. Jesus is very, very talented. Um, And we we all just kind of mesh and vibe off each other and, and roll with it every single day. And, uh, it is. It's probably the best days when we're all there together, just vibing. Man, it's cool. And we and we genuinely do good work, man. Like yeah, man. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a. You got to look good. Okay, you're gonna wear that haircut every day. Every mm-hmm. day. You know what I mean? So it, so it's got to look good, and 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 we really try to put out real nice, real good haircuts. It, it, we, we're gonna have a laugh and talk. We're gonna have a beer or two. We're gonna take a shot. But you're going to leave out of there looking like you're supposed to look. Because yeah. we're professionals. We're unprofessional. We're unprofessional professionals. Just enough unprofessional unprofessionals to be, yeah. Professional yeah. just to, to make it work. Yeah. You know but I mean? we do yeah. our best. We do the best we can on each individual that sits in our chairs is going to get our, we're going to look at your head and you're going to tell us what you want to look like or show us a haircut. And we're going to be like, all right. And we're going to do the best we can to give you the best is that what most guys do they come in with a picture a lot of guys it helps because then you got an idea then you got a lot of guys who sit there like i don't know like and then you're like okay well what's too short what's not too short you kind of get a feel and then you go from there yeah Yeah, like you'll have a dude that's almost completely bald and then they'll show you liam hemsworth you know like thor my wife wants me to get this haircut and you're like your wife thinks Liam is Thor is hot. Is what your wife like? It's cool. It's cool. My yeah, wife wants me to way. look like that too, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. But yeah, we're, it's uh, we're, we're gonna have to do something different. You're gonna have to, we're gonna make it look good. But it's we'll look at that. And, and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, I, yeah. I've lost clients. I've convinced people to shave their head. Okay, because they're going bald. You know, it's, mm. it's, and they're good looking dudes, and they got you know, but they can grow a beard. I'm like, look, man, like 
I mean, honestly, and then I'll show them a shaver. I go, look, if I if I do it once and take it down, like you can keep the, one of these at home. Buy you invest in one of these, you'll never like, and then I don't never see them again. Which is cool though. That you're helping them out. Yeah, yeah but we want these people to come in, get a service that it's everybody that comes there like you know they become like a Southern Edge family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we just went on Jack Daniel's store with a bunch of clients. Uh, yeah, but they're all friends. You know, and everybody that comes in there. We we I can say that uh, we, I think Columbia or Southern Edge, we have the best clients. I mean, like everybody that comes in there, just solid. Dudes, what do you man. see as far as like Columbia? The growth that we're experiencing now like are y'all like y'all get new clients yeah as new people move here we get them in but honestly man all the new people's been cool too yeah you know it's it's you know what it, the, the only real aggravating thing sometimes is when someone don't understand an appointment or what an appointment means or they don't show up for their appointment or they act like making an appointment somehow a big inconvenience mm-hmm. and even those dudes after they do it a couple of times are like i'd have it no other way yeah, like, this, like is awesome. this makes sense i yeah. understand why we are yeah, on we the like schedule. it yeah, I'm yeah, usually I, late, but it's a, it's a guy thing. Well, I don't know. Andrew's early and on time to everything. I'm late to everything, which drives him nuts. But but you know you got that point. Yeah, yeah. You know it. Yeah. And that's the that's, that's the that's the main thing is making is is knowing you got that appointment, you booked it, yep. made it. Let's commit. You're committed. You you have committed. You have said I will, I will do that. You I will be there. I will be there. Because if you book a thirty minute time slot. Especially, this is, well, it's true for all of us in there. That 30 minutes is yours. You don't show up. That person's not getting paid for that 30 minutes. So that would be like someone making $20 an hour, go to work, and being at their job and not getting paid for that 30 minutes or whatever. Like, you know, that's what it is. Whether you know, show us or don't show up or make an appointment, don't show up. That's what it is. We're not getting paid for that time Mm -hmm. slot. But... The caveat is we could have filled that time slot had you just let us know soon enough. We could have canceled it because there's people calling all the time. Right. We can fill it. Hey, man, don't hate you. Just appreciate just us, too. And just can't yeah, give just me a little me heads up, man. We're, we're, you know, at the end of the day, what do I say the first thing? Paying my bills, mm-hmm. you know, and making sure my daughter's fed and my wife's fed or comfortable and able to purchase things that she needs because I want her to be happy. Right. And... um. Yeah, and then just us being men together. Just it's fun being a man with you, man. Keep it. Keep, keep, keep it. it. Do not snow show at Southern Edge. Do y'all have like a cancellation policy? We do, but we have to have their card on file. And we really don't enforce it because I just got to keep up with. Oh, you, know, you know, things happen. Uh, pay attention because I've got like three emails. I've got mine, Southern Edge, and Swagabill. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Like I got three or four different websites. I got, you know, Southern Edge. Because he said, you think about it, you buy it. Mm-hmm. You think about it, you, you purchase it, man. And think, we got, hey, we I got to do that. I'm gonna buy it. We got a store on our website now, though, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> you don't see any other barber shops where you can purchase stuff on on their website, right? You can't on ours now. You know, it's you know, like stuff like this, the the beard brush. Which when I got this beard brush, it was small. It's like, damn. Really, because I didn't know. I thought it was bigger. Mm-hmm. And then I got it, and I used it. I'm like, man, I like this 10 times better than the big ones. I can put this in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I can put it in my console of my, my vehicle. It does just as good, if not better. I like it better because it's easier to get on your mustache and everything. But, you know, like those are on there. Our beer rolls are on there. We got a CBD beer roll we get done here at Burning Acres, local place. Um, I saw that. I saw that. For me. And he uh, does a phenomenal job. He's He's got a lot of stuff going on up there. You're able to go in, hang out, 
I think smoke there, everything. It's a big warehouse. Do your thing. It's, uh, yeah. Ray's already kind of told us what his giddy up is, his family. And I feel like that's kind of universal too for most people. Um, but is there anything else that you feel like keeps you motivated, keeps you going every day in life? The, the, my, my, of course, you know, I'm a girl dad. Mm -hmm. You got three weddings to pay for. (laughs) That's my giddy up. (laughs) Preparation. You know what I mean? This, I just, the most important thing for me is family. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, the, the most important thing for me is family and, and for my girls to be productive human beings even in my absence at some point whether it be at a friend's house they're absent from me whether it be at a, a relative's house or at school I just want my kids to be productive human beings that way what my parents taught me lives on through me and through them. I told my kid last night, I said, I know you're yelling at you, right? Mm-hmm. I know you think I'm upset. I said, but I'm just doing what my parents did for me to you. I'm just passing on those people to you that you never met, right? Physically. How old are your girls? I've got a 23-year-old, I've got a 13-year-old, I've got a 5-year-old. So they're spread way out. And they're all absolutely... Talented girls, charismatic girls, uh, great personalities. They are. They're, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, Charlie, they're, Phoebe, and Kiki. They're all like very, uh, very cool. They're good. They are. They're, you know, 23. You can, yeah. What'd you say? 23 something and five? 13. 13 and five. Yeah, those and are so, all like difficult. Like, that's yeah. difficult ages. Yeah, man. So the, the, yeah, the thirteen-year-old's kind of dealing with, you know, school, and mm-hmm. she, look, she's she's mature for age, but she's still thirteen. Right. And she's got she got a lot of lessons to learn, and so I just try to get her ahead of the curve. That's all. That's all I do for them. So it, so if it's something that is really important for me, and would be my giddy up was for me and my wife to raise excellent human beings for this world, for the future, and just to pass <coughs> on, you know. As it, like the Gantt name really mm-hmm. means something. You know what I mean? I think that's what my daddy would be proud of. So, Can I say then? I yeah. think both of us have a giddy up, which is because I hear both of us talk about it all the time. It's yeah. like life experiences that we're wanting to experience that we yet to done yeah, that we yeah. want to do, like going to Montana, yeah, like uh, getting yeah. back on a dirt bike to jump one jump or <laughs> yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or to the mountain bike or whatever. Because we do, we're talking about, I don't want to do this or things. You know, we're both 44. I'm yeah. a month older than yeah. Rory. And it's like, okay, these things that we talk about wanting to do, we need to you want to make them happen. Giddy up on them, yeah. We need I've to. Never flown before, yeah. right? So this year is probably going to be my first time flying. He's he's done. He's going to do it again. You know what I mean? And so yeah. where y'all going? Okay. It's between Montana, uh, Wyoming, or Texas. Go to Montana because Montana is like, like I don't want to be. I don't want to go on a vacation that I want to to get on an airplane for mm-hmm. and be around a more like millions of people. Right. Like I did the beach. I've never been to the beach before until last year. First time ever sticking my feet in the sand was last year. It's because my kids want to go. Yeah, like, oh, cool. yeah. So it's, it's people. It's people, yeah. right? That sounds so like I Andrew. Cut hair. I cut hair. I'm we went to Montana in October. Andrew went awesome on a big, yeah, he sure. went on a hunting. Yeah. Like I've not been a lot of places either. I'm not well-traveled yeah. at all. Like I've been to the beach a billion yeah. times, yeah. but that's like yeah. all I've done. Everybody's been there. Um, but as far as like flights, I think I've probably been on less than five, okay. you know, like, yeah. so not a lot. And we, Andrew had a big hunting trip in Montana and 
uh, me and one of the other wives, like we went and we stayed in town. Like we stayed in town and they were out. But it was really neat because it's like all like ranch land. Like you can't even like imagine it because they don't have fences. Like it's just like cows are in the street or road, you know. See, that's awesome. I want to see. I want to see. But it was kind of it was kind of scary because it was like me and Taylor, the other other girl, like um, we're in this rental car. And I'm like, I mean, I hope this car's good. And I hope (laughs) we don't get like stranded out here with these cows. And I hope because we don't have any service like. Cause it's just very like we went to a gas station. There's like kid, yeah, kids and no shoes on at gas stations. Like it was just very like awesome. It was yeah. we yeah. were not in Columbia Home. anymore. Country life, yeah. there. It was it was wild, but it was it was yeah. a very neat experience. But we stayed in like the city. What is it? I don't, Billings. Billings. Yeah, we stayed in like town, town. Yeah. And even there, it was kind of it was kind of crazy because they had, like lots of homeless and like it's all like casino ish and just. But for people like me, like I'm just yeah. not cultured, so yeah. I didn't. I've never seen any of that. Like they had casinos in like every everywhere. Like they had slot machines in everything you went yeah. in. It was just it was weird, but it was neat. I I don't I don't know. I don't really have a desire to like travel a ton because I it makes me maybe just not outside the country. Well, yeah, man. I can only be gone for three days. Right, and then it's like I need to get back home. To my well, we have a lot bed. here. We got a lot in Tennessee to see. Yeah. I mean, we got a lot in the United States to, to travel and do, and I'm a felon, so I'm probably going to start here. Mm-hmm. And then I would like oh, to wow. check out Mexico one oh, time, wow. probably. Uh, take Jesus down there. And yeah. And there right. right. Yeah, he'll get, get us into all kinds he'll of stuff. Yeah. The cartel, yeah. I brought him. Here he is, guys. <laughs> yeah. I've, like, talked about going to, like, an all-inclusive resort or something in Mexico, and Andrew won't do it. Because he thinks it's like, I think he thinks it's dangerous. dangerous. Well, if you get there off the resort, parts. I heard it was, but yeah. stay there. Stay yeah. there. Do what you're told. And yeah. You're, you're and like, I mean, he would be with us. Like, he could understand. Like, nobody's going to be pulling anything over right. on us because he's right. going to know yeah. what's being said. So, exactly. I don't know. But I, it does make me nervous to to leave our little safe space. Yeah. But Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful that y'all are here, and yeah. but uh, we just sat here and had a conversation. I it was know, good. I know. Had a couple of modelos and yeah, yeah, man, talk it over. Yeah, just talk it out. But where can we find you? Like, I'm I'm sure you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook too. Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, Google Business Page, TikTok. Oh, they're Yeah. Oh my gosh. But you're, it's nothing like it. it's nothing like cool TikTok. It's no, the same stuff it. I put on everything else, though. And You're then, you know, you can physically find us at 1121 Trywood Avenue, Sweet, Sweet Nights, nice. in Columbia, Tennessee, 38401. We've taken in a lot with uh, Ray and Rory here today. Mm-hmm. Um, do y'all have anything further you want to say? Our host, Mallory, is really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. She's cool. Her husband's cool. But she's cooler. Or yeah, you? you're cooler than that. Yeah, yeah, I was like going to wear a suit. Yeah, I told him to dress Because he thought it was a video it. thing. Yeah, you're going to be on a video, dude. Wear your suit and tie. Yeah, it, it went from, I was like, He so actually just wear? changed. Yeah. I asked him, so what do we wear? And he was like, I'm just wearing your shirt. I was like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to bolo tie on. Cowboy hat. And then I was like, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. Because that would not be. Me. I mean, I can do that. Yeah. Not on Monday. It's Monday off. Not right. Not to be looking all right. dapper for y'all. Like Monday. y'all should be thankful that I put on jeans and I'm not in leggings. <laughs> well, there you I are. like got with it this morning. I like took him to school and I like came home and I got with it. So yeah. no, y'all didn't have to. Y'all didn't have to do all that. Yeah. But I would have been like if you would have shown up in a suit, I'd have been like, oh hey, it's natural. Look at this door. 
He's taking this very seriously. Yeah, he's a very professional yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, but but it's it's very laid back. Yeah, I just yeah, it's, we I, I appreciate. I was just kind of nervous, but I'm good. I'm always know. nervous. Are I'm you? always yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't tell that. Were you uh, nervous? I mean, not he really. He told me he wasn't. He was like, I'm not nervous at all. And I was like, I think he's, I think yeah. that means yeah. he's nervous. Well, I was <laughs> going <laughs> No, well, here's, my motto is kind of like being the most secure, insecure person. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. I get nervous, but it's like, that's the good thing. Uh, be nervous, but keep doing it. But what, what calms my nerves for me, what helps me with my nerves all the way across the board on anything I could ever do is... As long as I know I'm going to do the best I can, I mean, there's really not much to be nervous about. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of my motto for myself. It's like, okay, like, I may be concerned <laughs> that I don't know what I'm kind of like uh, over the top on trying to like stuff out or overthink some stuff. Sure, I'll do all that. I'll, you know, that's all there. But, you know, I mean, my advice to society would be uh, be authentic, be genuine people. And most of all, just get the hell over yourself. And even if you robbed a Walgreens, you, yeah, there, get you over can yourself. Turn yeah, yeah, you can turn around. You can turn <laughs> like, around. Like life is not over. No, right. No excuses. If no. if someone like me did it, because like you had a lot I, against you, a lot going against. Well, you. Well, that and then just everything's new. Like what? What? It, it might take me forty-five minutes to an hour to do something that it would take someone else five minutes mm-hmm. to do. Like especially with technology, because I'm like it's try over. Mm-hmm. And I do mostly everything on my phone because that's what I know the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, I was gonna, I was gonna say this earlier, and then I didn't. We started talking about reality TV, and the whole time <laughs> looking at you, like he thinking he looks like. Do y'all watch Teen Mom? I know you do. Yeah, hey, I know what Rory has. Do y'all watch Teen Mom? I've not I, watched it. I, I'm a fan of it. Are you? And I show it to my kids. Yeah, okay, my so, kids get to watch it. So yeah, like well, Andrew watched two. Yeah. The the the, be, the best one for me. It's like on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Month. Well, yeah. like no, like it's like Teen Mom Tuesday here because like we like watch like the current episodes like when they come on. Yeah, man. So um, just me, but Andrew has to watch it because uh, we only have one TV. He watched it to shop a moment. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. But anyway, I'm you look like Cole DeBoer. Okay. Do you know that? I don't know. He's I probably the dorkiest he's, dude on there. No, he's he's cool. He's like they they live in um, South Dakota, I think. They're cool. I'll have to show them to you. Yeah. But like the whole time I've been talking to you, I'm like, it just looks like cold to board. And I have to put that out there because my people okay. definitely like Teen Mom. No, and they'll be like, mom. oh, yeah. So I I'm sure there's life lessons to be there. I mean, the name kind of says Teen Mom, but you don't like, even know what it is. I do. It's oh, okay. Teen Mom's on MTV. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had it on at the shop. Like, yeah. Rory fanboys out over there. Teen Mom's on, dude. The new episode's out. I gotta watch it today. So he's like, I, I started, yeah, I started last night. So I gotta finish today, man. Um, do you all mind if I put Teen Mom on? I was like, God, dude. That's funny. Go ahead. Put Teen Mom on. So we'll turn the music off. Who's your favorite Teen Mom? And Rory will sit there in his client's lap and watch Teen Mom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let me think, let me think. I, I like them. I like all of them, man. It's just uh, so much drama. Mm-hmm. What what's the what's the one with the two girls, the, the twins? Oh, Leah. Leah. But she's got the twins, and then she's got another little girl too. Yeah. 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 And we even watched. Like, she's from West Virginia. Like they all are. Like just from like yeah, yeah. just some some places, <laughs> hill, you know. Yeah. You get to Arkansas, West yeah. Virginia. The there's some East Tennessee, Tennessee. There's a Teleco Plains person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Teleco Plains. Yeah. Yeah. She does not represent us very well at all. No. Her name's Rachel, and she's the, the, mm, the, no, it's embarrassing. Be, I mean, uh, she was from like Kiefer was her boyfriend. <laughs> Janelle. Yeah. yeah. She's from North, Carol- North Carolina. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, 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 Janelle. You're a longtime Teen Mom fan. She's yeah, like yeah. on the original. She's like an OG. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, and you know my other, yeah, I forget names, but not good names or whatever. But you I could tell me all of it. Yeah, 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 man. That's, yeah, my kids love it too. So. That's mm-hmm. funny. All right, well, thank y'all for being here. And yeah. I just like enjoyed getting to know y'all. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah. About. And I think too, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to. Be sure and not keep myself in a box of like I'm a mom and I'm a this and I, you know trying to keep it interesting for everybody. Yeah. So it's like Andrew and Andrew's friends want to listen and people yeah. are sharing it with their husbands and that yeah. kind of thing. So well, I'll tell you what, we got all kinds of stories and we just scratched the surface today. I know. I, mean, I feel I'm, like I'm we sure could, like uh, we, we could come up with a lot of hair twelve years before I met this guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I ninety seven. I've been cutting hair since ninety seven. I met, I cut hair with another guy for 12 years, and then for five years, I cut with somebody, and then me and him got together. So I'm like, man, that's the story. And y'all have story. everybody else's stories, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, dude, man. I'll, I'll drop some of those stories, no names, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank y'all for being here. I enjoyed okay. it. Thank you me. got an outro? Uh, there's beats, but we don't have to play them because they'll just come on. <laughs> oh. I'll play them for y'all. Thank y'all for being here. If you have not subscribed to the show, make sure you do that on the Purple Podcast app and on Spotify. Also, I'd appreciate it if you would leave a written review um, and five stars.